Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 224. It is your pals, sleep deprived, but cranking on. Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Cranky and cranking on, man. It's been, uh, I don't know, it's been a wild, just today, it's been effed up. We were talking about it, like, you too. Work fuckery, right? Life fuckery. Life, Life fuckery. Just- and I hate being the guy complaining because so many people have two kids, but Jesus Christ, man, like you just get used to a way of life. You get used to doing something a certain way. And then all of a sudden you get like a, an ace of spades or someone throws a baby Jaguar into your house. Like that's what it feels like. It just feels like you have, you're so comfortable. You're used to doing things. And then all of a sudden everything just gets topsy turvy, flipped around, changed. Somebody took your house and just shook it up and down and just dropped it. And now you're like kind of discombobulated, right? But then threw a baby Jaguar in there just to yeah. kind of make things crazy, mix things up. So it's, in the been, it's just been, it's just been tough getting through everything, but you know, the podcast it's, it's a priority. It's important. People are looking forward to it. We love doing it. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a time to get away. I do get the stink eye when I'm like, I got to go down and do the podcast now. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I do. I goddamn do. Everybody, you guys, you know, you want, you need the podcast. So we're here. We're not letting you guys down. We're not letting ourselves down because we've built this baby over the last five years. We love doing it. We love that you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. Want more information? Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on your favorite. What kind of apps are we on? Social oh. media apps. All those places where you go and learn to hate your yeah. friends and family because they're political on, views. On Spotify Facebook, and Twitter, Instagram, untapped. Untapped is a social network you want to go to if you just untapped. don't want to think about politics. You and we're on Amazon Music. Years. Podcasting apps. Yes. The Amazon Music, the new one's out. Google has their new podcasting platform. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, everywhere. Please go check us out. Also, Ski season, snowboard season, ready to go. Almost. You need stickers. Hit us up. DM us on Instagram or send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you for everyone who has been emailing us. We really do appreciate it. Kind of gives us a little bit of fire too. Keeps us uh, think you may going some days, right? Just the love that we get. It's really cool. The shop. I haven't updated it. I, I fucking suck. I really do. We have new swag. It's supposed to be going in the shop. I haven't got it out there yet. We'll, we'll send you pictures. Guess right? what? Ryan, you're not going to sell a lot of products if you don't have them on the goddamn website. You think I don't know this? You think I don't know this? I know this. I'm just, I'm trying to get by. This week, I know I say it every goddamn week. This is the last week. I get paternity leave for a month. Yes, I'll be busy changing poopy diapers and taking care of my maniac son and getting ready for ski season. But... I will also have a little more time in a day to get podcast stuff done, which I am psyched about. So nice. it's going to be there right in time for the holidays, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. What, what other holidays exist? I don't know. There's probably some new ones. Festivus. There's going to be some fucking protests about another holiday or something. Pro- protestivus. If protestivus. you want to celebrate protestivus yes, after protestivus. the election, go to skibumpodcast.com slash shop and buy some swag there. We're happy to help you out. I like it. It's like Festivus. I'm writing this down. Protestivus. It's a protest and Festivus combined. Because you've got grievances, you're going to air them. Showing of strength. Is that one of the ones? Wasn't that one of the Festivus things? Yes. Feats of strength. Feats of strength. 
That's there where you they, go. they wrestled. George, I think you got him this year. <laughs> He's wrestling his dad. Protestivist. That's going to start pretty much after election day, let's be honest. And that one gets paired with Malort because one of Malort's Ooh. slogans is tonight you're going to fight your dad. It's perfect. Yeah. These pants aren't going to shit themselves. <laughs> exactly. Malort, and I have my Malort right over here. I think it's Pro- Protestivist sponsored by Malort. It's the Malort holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it but yeah we gotta, thank- we gotta break out some alert soon i think right, the closer it gets to election time i think we're gonna have to do that i think whatever can the podcast give away is, i don't know if we can give away we don't even have a, we don't have enough to give away at this point no, no i'm gonna get a shipment we gotta get a shipment in why don't we start making bathtub malort <laughs> bathtub hey it might make you blind but it's all right it's malort uh you know what I don't think you have need a bathtub. It's probably you just put like a rat poison in your dehumidifier and it turns into Malort. You think we can get a Malort sponsor? <laughs> I mean, be- I don't know how many other people are looking to have Malort be their sponsor, but... Hey, next time you're at an umbrella bar on the fucking ski mountain at Apre, first thing you drink, mm-hmm. line up some Malort. People will be like, what is that? You're so exotic. That Dude, you-, you, could, you could be like... Remember like Duffman on The Simpsons? If you're like Malort man, <laughs> you're like, it's you're like open up your man. jacket. You're like, who wants some Malort? People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, you can make that the theme of your local ski mountain. One of your indie mountains. That would be freaking awesome, right? Ooh, you go up. Yeah. This is known as the Malort capital of the Eastern Seaboard. Mount Malort. <laughs> Mountain Malort. Mountain Malort, man. Big old beard and on the Malort. You have to make like a Malort beer. Well, I think. think about well, think about how in sports, all the stadiums are now corporate sponsorship. You know, you have yeah. like the Wilson energy dome or whatever. <laughs> what about that? That happened at ski mountains. What if you had like Malort Mount Brighton or something? Well, they're going to change Squaw Valley. It could be Malort Valley. Malort Valley. <laughs> <laughs> you want a name for Squaw? Malort Valley. <laughs> Malort Valley. There you go. You know, Mosley. What do you that think? That offends me in a good way. <laughs> yep. And then Johnny Moses got to get sponsored by it because, you know, whatever rum is sponsoring him now is out. Yeah. Like a, like a flaming Mosley. <laughs> a flaming Mosley. A Malorton Mosley. Give me a Malorton Mo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. This has legs. I wrote it down, which is the magical book of things happening Isn't it eventually fun? in the future. Well, the funniest times is when things get so off the rails and they just, you write stuff down and the next day you look at it, you're like, what the, how did we get from there to there? Dude, I have some, I I write sometimes in a book, like a bound book. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'll write on a pad and I'll look through it and I'll look through it every once in a while. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Sometimes I think genius though. Yeah. Sometimes I think like I, I write a lot of crap down too. And one day I hope that, after I die, which hopefully is not too soon, someone just finds it and just starts reading it and is like, what the fuck? There was a ticking time bomb here the it's whole like, time. It's like the fucking Da Vinci Codex. <laughs> it's like the Da Vinci <laughs> the Code. Lost Codex. <laughs> times like the friggin' uh, Unabomber rantings. Like just... That's it. Well, Da Vinci used to write in a mirror. So he'd write backwards, like mirror-like in his script. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because like to decode it, they used to have to, you know, they figure it out like because you can't just glance by and figure out what it is. So I was like, that's pretty cool. He's a smart, he was a smart mofo. He had a lot of time on his hands. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think uh, Bill Gates bought a lot of his uh, originals, the original codex. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a bunch of them. I I bought one. It's a uh, you can have it up here. Yeah, it's one of his notebooks, the Codex Leonardo da Vinci. Nice. I got a bunch of Legos on top of it though, so I can't pull it down because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fucking five year old. Well, you're a builder, just like Da Vinci was. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Legos on it. It's just, it's true though. I can't oh, make that shit up. If you follow us on Instagram, you will know this is a fact. <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. Hit us up on all those things. Like I just said, and we do really do appreciate it. If you can go to your favorite podcasting app, rate us and subscribe. That would really help us boost the numbers. Get out to more people, spread the love. And again, thank you. So Mario, let's kick it off. It's time for our pray today. Not our usual app right today is we're going to kind of, it's a Monday and it's been a bit of a, a hump dinger of a weekend, which is why we recorded this on a Monday versus our usual Thursday or Friday. But here yeah. we are. Oh yeah, here we are. Do you want to start out? I think, uh, why don't you start out this week? I will start out today. So I had a beer with dinner today and nice. we have, we have a, a visitor from out of town and I've been eating like such crap, like all the things that he can't get at home, like we're eating. So like all terrible pizzas and nachos and beer and all kinds of good, all fun good stuff. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff that just makes you feel like crap if you're trying to be healthy. So I am not drinking anything alcoholic right now, but I am drinking liquid IV. Oh. I don't know if you ever had this stuff before. I've seen it. I oh no, I did have it, but it used to come in little plastic vials. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's a hydration multiplier. You used to give me a stomach ache. Really? Yeah, so I stopped doing it. It does make me crap my pants a little bit, but <laughs> I feel very hydrated. Oh, that's, really. that's really good. Not so much. I was looking for do, that in a in in a, a nice brew. If you want to be a sponsor, of Liquid IV, it does not make me crap my pants. I was just joking. That's what we do here. Schemity, ski comedy. That's what Schemity. we do here. We're schemity here. But no, it's uh, powered by CTT Cellular Transport Technology. It is a non GMO electrolyte drink mix. And this particular flavor is passion fruit. Very passionate. So you take a whole packet of this bad boy. You're supposed to put this in 16 ounces of water. And that just seems way too sweet so i put this in like a big giant yeti jug i think this is like either 36 or 40 ounces i'm not exactly nice. sure and one packet in here water ice just a little bit of flavor you get from it but it's enough and their whole thing is they say that one glass of water with this in it is equivalent to three glasses of water hydration wise Wow. I don't know what's in it, if they have crack in it, but I started drinking it a few days ago and I think about it when I wake up in the morning and I think about it when I go to bed at night. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe we should dial it back a bit, <laughs> but I do feel more hydrated. I feel more moist. That's moister. a good thing. I feel that's moister. Good. I feel well, it's moister. getting a little drier up there, right? So it's getting colder and drier. And once the Snow heat is on. starting to fall across the Northeast, my friend. It's good. It is. So yeah, this is what I'm drinking today. I'm staying hydrated. I'm staying focused, functional. All right. That's all I got. That's it. Liquid IV. Delicious. Passion fruit. Hydration. Moisture. Boom. <laughs> what do you got? 
Uh, so I got another one out of the um, beer of the month box. Uh, oh, I did get a present of a um, beer advent calendar from Costco. So that's going to have to be chilled and broken out soon. Beer advent calendar from Costco. Yes, you got to look in Costco now because they have a beer advent calendar, a wine one, and I think they might have a shot one. I think our buddy Rich did the shot one last year. He did something like that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And these are bottled beers, but uh, it's all German beers. So I don't know. There's we'll no Malort, Malort advent calendar. <laughs> it's the it's the same Malort every fucking day. It's every day. God damn it. It's another one. The Groundhog Day in hell. <laughs> That's right. But I got a beer now from the beer of the month. Um, I didn't realize that not all of them were old Potosi. So I got to actually check the others. I think a few of them were there, but this one is from Upland Brewing Company. Upland Brewing? Up, Upland. Upland. Um, and they are in, I think it's Indiana, by Bloomington. Well, they have several locations, but the main Indianapolis. one. Yeah, is that the main one? Looks like it. Upland FSQ Brewing. Yeah. Fountain Square. Fountain oh, I guess Square. that's like a different location. Yeah. Yes, he has all the different. Cool. But uh, this one is called the Champagne Velvet, and it's a year-round Pilsner. Um, I gotta say it's pretty good and easy drinking. So, um, a little malty, which is, which I like. And Pilsner is the kind of beer that that's the beer that people who know what they're doing want to show off because a Pilsner Pilsner is a tricky beer to get right. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, this is around the time it's, uh, it's a little after Oktoberfest, but you know, kind of around that time, I think about Pilsners and Marsins and all is there those a pumpkin spice Pilsner. Is that a thing? I, there should be. There, there's probably one in the works. Pilsner spice latte. Is that at Starbucks right now? Oh, that's at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. They have that and the donuts already. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, um, well, no, it's not Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just Dunkin'. Just Dunkin'. Dunkin' my balls. Dunkin' what? Like hey, what's going on there? I, I don't know what it is. Sometimes is there Dunkin' in Florida? Oh, all over the place. There is right. Yeah, it's an when, East Coast thing for the most part, right, Duncan? It's funny when I when I lived in Charlotte for a while. And this was way back. They had like two or three Dunkin' Donuts in the entire place, and I remember one day they got shuttered up because the guy wasn't paying his franchise fee that owned them. Dick. And then they so then they opened up like the next week. I guess they they played hardball with them, and he. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's funny. Certain areas are, you know, I wish this was Tim Hortons area. That would be great. A little double double, some Tim bits. I mean, there's no Timmy. I don't know if there's any Timmy's in Florida, but whenever we go up to Canada, we hit the airport, and you know what they have in every airport, every Canadian airport? Timmy's. At least three Timmy's. Oh, yeah. I really wonder do I actually like Tim Hortons because I can't get it, or is it because it's actually good? There was there's one, one, in, there's there was one in the one, city. There was one in the town over from me. Oh, was it? When there? I first moved here, I went. And I got a big cold brew or iced coffee, and it was disgusting. And less than two months later, the Tim Hortons was gone. Uh, I don't know if it was me. Uh, there's one in Bridgewater, actually, in New Jersey. I think it's open 24-7. Well, didn't the Tim parent Hortons. company buy Tim Hortons and Burger King? Um, Burger King, right? So yeah. if you go to Burger King, why don't they have Tim Hortons coffee? Well, I think Burger King bought Tim Hortons. Right. But why wouldn't they carry right? Tim Hortons coffee? 
That would be awesome, right? You get people going to Burger King just for the goddamn coffee. Get a Whopper and some Timbits. Well, you know what it is. You walk in there, be like, I'm not eating a goddamn thing in this place. I just want my Tim Hortons. And you go in there and you'd be like, yeah, I'm hungry. Give me a, you know, breakfast sandwich or something. The breakfast isn't too bad. Breakfast anywhere is not. It's just eggs. But, uh, and then, and then you're hooked. Then you're like, oh, I'm going to Burger King again. Maybe I'll get something else. You know, that's mm. how they get you in. Get you in yeah. with the Tim Hortons. And then bam, you're hooked eating two burgers a day. I think most people aren't really into Tim Hortons. I think most people kind of look down upon Tim Hortons as some ghetto Canadian shit coffee. Ah, uh, see, that's if you're not from Canada, right? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's you, you don't know. like hockey. You're not from Canada. If you you're don't like f- if you're curling, you're fancy American. You just want your Starbucks. That's right. You don't really like the cold. You just visit it. Just like, visit you got to embrace that cold to, to like him, Tim Hortons. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe if you're just a cold weather person, you just get super into Tim Hortons. Like, yeah. remember this time we were there? We the one up in uh, with the tr- Squamish. I I remember the kid. Yep. Kid in a Maple Leafs jersey carrying a hockey bag into a Tim Hortons. I'm like, this is the most Canadian. Coming from like a, a, he was playing like hockey on the sump. Like they. This is the most Canadian thing ever. Yeah. And then there's a story the week after about a guy driving a Zamboni to a drive through Tim Hortons. And I'm like, well, Fuck yeah. that's the new most Canadian thing ever. <laughs> that goes with the, that goes with the territory. Baby, does it get any more Canadian than that? I wonder, you know, if you wanted to protest in Canada, I wonder if you can get all the Zamboni drivers to like just get on the on the expressway and just drive real slow on the Zambonis on the expressway. I wonder, is there one particular either mechanical piece or chemical needed in a Zamboni that if you wanted to shut down all of Canada, you would just be like, we are not producing this particular thing. And that uh, would just shut every Zamboni down. Oh, that would just be bad for hockey. I mean, that's not good for anybody, really. I think they could do it manually, though. They flood it a little bit, and then they push it around, push the water around. I think, there's something, way. I think there's something that John Deere tractors have in them that you have to, almost like a subscription service, like you have to pay for their subscription to keep really? running your tractor. Get almost like it. a computer update, you know, like if you don't update your Windows or your Mac. So is that if you're leasing or if you buy one, you got to do the same I could be completely making this up, but I I'm very interested sworn, in this now. I could have sworn there was either some sort of software patch or uh, something on a on John Deere tractors now. So you got to write like, a dear John letter to them and ask a dear John to John, John Deere, <laughs> I, or maybe it's something about the maintenance. Like you have to pay their their particular maintenance fee or package to even run your tractor. There's something. Huh. Imagine, man, I would be so pissed if I had to call them up to get my shit working. Dude, that's just how everything is now because everything is so computerized. It's not just a, a simple mechanical, it's not a machine anymore. It's, it's a computer. Mm. It's all and computer, it has yeah. And additional points of failure that's tied to a company a lot of times. But Man, again, think you, about it this way. You got a Roomba, you get a Roomba you put into a tractor and have it do all your fields all day. Just go ahead and plow my field. Boom. Dude, all a goddamn Roomba's doing is just a camera just looking at all your shit, finding <laughs> things that are illegal. Staking your house. Bust you. They're looking for, the Roombas are looking for weed. Let's be yeah. honest. They're just casing out your house. So like, you want to break in? I got all the schematics. I got the cameras. I got the alarm system. Boom. You want to break in? If you don't happen. think your goddamn Roomba is spying on you and sending shit to China, you're a fool. Dude, take that. They got hours and, and hours of garbage. They got hours and hours of me and my wife having sex. And I'll tell you what, some of that dirty shit we say, I'm like, I just hope it never surfaces. <laughs> Look at you. 
Was there the dildo on the room by subtracting around? <laughs> the room dough. That's the room dough. Room dough. It's a dildo on top of it a room. Drives Roomba. itself. Just cruising around the house. The cat starts playing with it. Like, yeah, hey, get off of that thing. It's like, meow, meow, meow. Just you don't know it where around. that's been. Just hitting it around. <laughs> <laughs> now these fucking things listen to everything. So, Alexa, I went into the fucking app. Yeah, you're not listening. Alexa, stop doing whatever you're doing. So, I said something to it. Like last weekend, it says uh, home detection has been shut down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I look in, all these skills were like activated. So I don't know if they did an update and Amazon activated them or what. But I'm like, I had to shut down like a whole bunch of their skills, which trigger different things on different words. This is weird shit. Dude, that's that creepy shit where then like they apologize. They're like, oops, sorry. Some some developer accidentally turned that on. Bull fucking Bullshit. shit. They want to just acquire all that yummy data on you. Yeah. That is worth more than we ever knew it could have been. That's the oh, whole yeah. this whole creepy big data thing, all the telling all of your um your clicks, your your habits. It's all yep. going somewhere. I used and to it, work I used to work for several positions now doing work on that. And it is creepy. It gives you like douche chills, like thinking about it. I clicked on a goddamn email because uh, we have a Subaru Outback and they sent me an email saying like, hey, your car is in demand. If you trade in your car now, you can get a 2020 Outback with blah, blah, blah for this much money. So I just click on the link to see what it, what what was even available, what I could get. Worst like, mistake. Oh, uh, dude, they've called me like nine times. Dude, you get signed up. Back. They do that. They know you your that click came from your email and which one they sent. And they're like, boom, we're gonna send you 50 million of them now. The floodgates mm-hmm. have opened. It's Part like a big pipe, to- and they just pull that handle oh, to like dude. give it to them. And- We've got a live one. We've got oh. a live one. Yeah. And then they're selling it to all their friends and then so on and so on. You're getting fucking I got the Nigerian prince still sending me shit. Every week I get at least two or three of them. It's Nigerian prince. It's somebody that came into inheritance but they can't get it and for some reason now you got to send money to them for um and I, why is it always nigeria or africa or something like why do they always pick that is it hard yeah. to validate that it's it's bullshit yeah i think that's what it is i got some funny one and it was like king <laughs> this is like blah 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 blah. i'm like you're calling me king king well, I feel very impressed now that you are impressed with my status. Yeah, I'm gonna, well, this has obviously got to be legit. Yeah, I'm going to give them $1,000 because it sounds great. They called me king. Oh, crying out loud, it's worth that alone. I wish I would have uh, wish I would have saved it, but I think I deleted it. I started reporting them as trash, but I think I still have a few of them in my... Uh, I started reporting... Yeah, when you report them as spam, then they delete from the trash, but I think I still have some in my trash bin. Yeah. Let's see. Just waiting. Yeah. Just when I know someone's calling me king, I know it's not something positive. And they're, oh, trying, to, could they're be. trying to hose me. Could be. I like the uh, employment opportunity to run your own distribution center. You ever get that one? Yeah. It's like the whole employment. <laughs> game. You could make a thousand dollars a day just working at a moderate pace at your home. I don't even get out of bed for under a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my reply. Every time. Right? That's what you got to say. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I can't find a good one. I just, uh, but there's a lot of spam that came out. I'm like disabling, like telling them. It's some people say just keep reporting it spam. Don't validate that you have. But some of them, I'm like, yeah, I might have signed up for it. Yeah, like I think I signed up for something at one point. So yeah, yeah. So that's the uh, Upland Brewing Company. So <laughs> they're yeah, spying on you with every sip. They know what was in your mouth, in your palate, and your taste buds. They're tracking it all. Exactly. If you go to Amazon right now, they they probably have this on my profile. They're like, boom, we're gonna put Upland Brewing Company beers all over your fucking recommendations. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. But it's pretty good. I'd buy this again. You would? Yeah. It's uh it's not that boozy. It's a it's a it's it's a Pilsner. Five five point five percent. Um the hops are cluster in German tetanang. So there's a lot of tetanang. I, I taste the tet in the tetanang when mm. I drink it. But it's light. It's, tetanang. it's light, sweet, caramely. It's good. Not bad. There you go. Yeah, good I saw job, it. Upland. I was watching a movie the other day and they had Oh, was it Dumb and Dumber? No, it was another movie. Dumb and Dumber is on this weekend. Oh, I fucking love that. Um, but they opened a can, and the can had the little pull tabs. Remember those pull tabs? I'm like, man, I miss those. That's a throwback. Holy crap. That'd be cool to just come out with pull tabs again like just for a little confused? while. Yeah, right. I think it was old, old. I'm trying to think of what it was. Why did they get rid of the pull tab? Yeah, Why? Cause that other thing is really complicated to like push in. It's like you gotta, and everybody breaks their nails or whatever. Pull tabs just. I don't think it's that complicated. I yeah, I mean the the other one was like a grenade. You felt like yeah, I'm doing some shit. Like bam, <laughs> I got the pull tab here. <laughs> Woo! Quick, quick, drink the beer. It's gonna blow up. Well, I think you're using leverage with the newer style of tabs, right? Isn't that kind of the the benefit? It's less effort. I don't- I don't pull, even know. So if you pull the pull tab and you snap that handle off, aren't you kind of totally screwed? Ah, uh, you got to do it like a real person. And you jab something like a pen in there. And <laughs> pen. Just fucking. And then you can drink it. There you go. That's where, um, that's where you just poke a hole in it and just drink it out of the side. Shocking yeah. it. Old Hawaiian punch cans. You get yeah. the, the can opener and kind oh, of yeah, that would two work. holes. Yeah. Hey. You ever see an old can opener? Like I came across one and it's not even the one that like you, you twist. It's like the one that's on like a Swiss army knife. It's just like a hook and you got to actually go around the whole can. Oh, dude. They work though. I'm like, why did you have to fix it? It works fine. Um, it doesn't work fine. It sucks. And I'm sure you're, usually you were bleeding after you opened any goddamn cans, <laughs> but you're eating. I'm going to so stop the bleeding. I'm going to stop the bleeding now. That's and now like they the have time. the one that cuts the whole can the other way. And you just pop the top off. You're like, oh, that's fancy. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell the story again. I told it a couple of times in this podcast. There was a time when Andrea and I were out in Utah and we were having a little apres ski in the hot tub after a day of skiing Nice. and went down to the little, we were staying in park city and there was a little general store. got some beers, brought them to the hot tub, realized had no bottle opener. And again, you know, things you don't think about because you're you can used to open just, a bottle on anything. Well, I decided I was going to, we, we looked it up on YouTube and I did it using a nail clipper. That's like one way to do it. It works. I've done it with keys well, before. Here's keys are pretty easy. 
I didn't have keys either because, you know, we were traveling. So, well, yeah. well, I had to have keys somewhere, but put it on the edge of anything and just go pop. The top goes flying. That's that's the method I probably should have used, but I was using, I was trying not to do any damage to the room. Yeah. So again, I got the nail clippers and it was, you pretty much had to go and clip, twist and pop all along. Dude, I wanted that beer so bad. I was being so not careful oh, and trying to do it so off. fast. My whole, my whole knuckle, all knuckles on my hand were just shredded. But that beer tasted so goddamn good when I drank it. Yeah. Second one, that was for mine. The second one, I, when I opened Andrea's, it was like super easy. I was like nice. automatic all around. Like this is so easy. Practice makes perfect. And now I can use a nail clipper to open a bottle of beer. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are like, I can't open this beer. I got to find a, a, a bottle opener. You're like, come on, chumps. That's the kind of person I am. I take, I take yeah. life into my own hands. Yeah. Keys are real easy. And now I actually have a multi-tool as a key. You know, those multi-tools that look like a key. Oh yeah. So I got that and it has an opener on it. So I go bloop. That's why I keep wearing my flip-flops that have the bottle opener in the bottom now. That's nice. what I take with me when I go on ski trips because now I those have Margarita the bottle Margarita opener. Margarita? Uh, reef. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. I've seen him on the Margaritaville. I'm like, that's appropriate. It's really smart. Fucking Jimmy Buffett is. So we're in. Smartest man alive. Oh, yeah. We're in like Bells, which is like a discount. If he had vaccines coming out, fuck Bill Gates. If Jimmy Buffett, oh, yeah. if he had the vaccine, I would take that. Oh, I would take that shit. And it would probably be in the form of a shot. Delicious. Like, like a drink <laughs> shot, not a freaking like arm right? shot. <laughs> like you didn't do the Jimmy Buffett shot? Hell yeah! I'll Jimmy do it Bu- twice. Can you imagine they came out? He comes out with a fucking coronavirus vaccine, and it's in the form of a fucking margarita. That would be awesome. Oh my god, <laughs> who wouldn't take that? You'd be like, no, you got to come to a, a an official Jimmy Buffett. Like fucking, they got the the lava. Have to go to Margaritaville, <laughs> Atlantic City. The fo- volcano comes down, and like, there's your there's your thing. You're cured. <laughs> you got the vaccine. Why can't they make cures fun? Why are they all so depressing and clinical? Like, why can't Jimmy Buffett come up with this? You want to, you want to, um, you know, a pill for something, put in a fucking nice, how about like a, you know, a ring ding, a ring ding, high cholesterol pill in the right. form of a ring ding or an ice cream cone. Like that'd be fucking great. Now you yeah. got people like, Hey, I'm taking my medicine. They're fucking going out. Boo. Eating people eating goddamn ice cream. less likely to skip their medication. If you make it delicious. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oxycontin in a wafer cookie. Why not? Oxycontin candy. Oxycontin candy. <laughs> go to a fucking right? like health amusement park. You just Who's go not going to take it? I'm going to ride the, uh, you know, the, the freaking uh, stress test, uh, uh, you know, roller coaster. Like, make it fun. Viagra, corn dog on a stick. Corn, that's a right. Blue corn dog on a stick. A blue corn dog. <laughs> a blue corn. They have blue corn, which is blue good. Blue corn, see? Yeah. This works all out. works. I'm writing that down. That's Blue a good corn, one. Viagra. On a stick. Viagra just on a stick. Like the corn dog batter that they use. They can just like crush up like just Viagra. And just that's that's what your batter is. Oh, and then deep fry that some bitch. Yeah. And then Delicious. Living large. What you, you have doing football? Well, you know, we had a whole bunch of like, you know, anti-cholesterol like nachos. And then we, you know, I finished it off with a nice, you know, Viagra corn dog and went home. <laughs> there you go. Everyone's shredded and has hard ons. It's just that's like great. perfect way to end healthy all day. Super healthy. Now that's a party. That's can you imagine New Year's? New Year's and would be like, wow. You're cooking your corn dogs in the wheat oil we made last week. Yeah. Remember our giant fats of wheat oil? 
giant vats of weed oil. You're deep frying your Viagra corn dogs in that uh, in that oh, weed oil. Liking that. So I got to make my my oil. I didn't make it this week. You got to make it. You know what I might do tomorrow? I think I I looked at my schedule. I think I might have like well placed like breaks in the day. So you gotta, you know, as long as they're spaced out enough, I'm like, I could put the weed in the oven to car- decarboxylate and <laughs> carboxylate. And then I could, well, I looked it all up. Like it's, it should be easy to do. And then I bought the, uh, dude, stoners are doing it. It won't be that hard to do. Yeah, that's true. But I want to do it. Like I want the Heisenberg level of car- decarboxylating my weed. Decarboxylate. I want a high, I want the Heisenberg level. Um, <laughs> But I got my stuff for gummies. Like I got stuff to make gummies. Oh, I went to the dispensary last week. They got gummies in. Now they're getting gummies. They're getting gels. I'm like, oh, this is fucking good. I go in there. They're like, oh yeah, we do, we have them. But your doctor didn't didn't write your prescription for that. Motherfucker. I'm like motherfucker. They get you any way they can. And you know why they didn't write a prescription for it? Because they didn't have it when I went. They didn't even have the gels. You should have said that's because my doctor is fucking racist. Yeah. Fucking racist. I'm gonna put my goddamn edibles. I'm gonna call that motherfucker up like you better get me some goddamn edibles or I'm gonna come down there. Like, and- sir, I don't even know who you are right now. <laughs> I'm not high as fuck. That's why I'm, I'm all I angry. don't know what decarboxylating means. I will write you a prescription when you come in next time. No, but then I thought I was like, fuck that. I could buy the weed really cheap, decarboxylate. It's gelatin, which is like you get a whole box of like four packets for like two bucks. And like jello gelatin with the flavor and you make your own gummies. It's great. You should Instagram story this stuff. I'm going to try to tape it. That's why I've been waiting. Okay. Deep carboxylating is going to be like, it's going to be like the food network here. I'm, I'm going to deep carboxylate my, who's that lady that, uh, she lives my homemade. No, that's Sandra Lee. (laughs) Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Who's that? The lady that, um, Shit, I forgot the name of her show, but she always talks with like a nice voice and she's like in the Hamptons. She's like, I'm just going to make this for my husband, Jeffrey. Oh, Ina Garten, the Barefoot and, Contessa. Yeah, the Barefoot Contessa. So she makes this great stuff and you're like, wow. And then you you like go to try to make it. You're like, damn, that shit's expensive. Dude, <laughs> but it's- we, well, her recipes are all dynamite. We oh, make yeah. we make her turkey Thanksgiving. Like it uses a bunch of white wine, tons of butter. Oh, it's really good. Of weed. There you go. <laughs> Well, it's, we talked about sage in the yeah, stuffing. Exactly. Well, so if you decarboxylate, you got to heat it to like, I think they're saying 250 degrees for about 90 minutes generally. You put it on a pan. So think about that. If you stuff it in the bird, it decarboxylates while it's cooking. That thing's in there for like four hours. Just put it in there. Decarboxylate. Make That's gravy, right. Make gravy out of that. Oh, gravy. Fuck yeah. Right. So the best part is you, you decarboxylate the weed, then you put it in with the oil or the butter and you cook it and it gets all infused and then you freeze it down again and you keep it whenever you want weed, boop. And they have a whole, I have the site, I got to send it to you. They have a whole calculator. So you put in the percentage of, of the weed that you have with the amount that you're putting in versus the amount of oil, you know, after decarboxylating with the oil and it actually calculates how much per teaspoon um, weed is in there, like how many oh, wow. milligrams are in, which I'm like, they're like, it's not exact, but it's going to be close. Cause the problem is if you don't even have a gauge, <laughs> you're just going <laughs> to fucking overdose yourself every time. 
Like, I hope I hope people are drinking every time one of us says decarboxylate. <laughs> decarboxylate. It's a good word. It's a great word. It sounds really important and really scientific. Yeah. Well, you know, so that's where if you ever like <laughs> if I'm ever in Congress and I'm and we're uh what's where they uh they tie everything up? Oh, a filibuster, right? Filibuster. If we're doing a filibuster, I'm talking about decarboxylating all over. Decarboxylate the word. It's such a nice word. There was that that skit way back in the day on a living color. It was Damon Wayans. And it was like he didn't know what he was talking about, but he saw all these big words. Yep. And it would it's like we're gonna decarboxylate the isthmus that is the hypotenuse of the dynamic of the denominator of the Yo, peninsula in the continent. I remember he did the one, it was uh coming from the Hebrew Hebrew word forlorn that comes from the word for skin or something like it was hilarious. <laughs> I think I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> like it was genius. I love that show. Jim Carrey had uh Jamie Foxx yeah. and the Wayans. Uh, the first the like two or three great. seasons were so good at that show, yeah. Oh yeah, Shanene. You look at Jamie Jamie Foxx's Shanene, and then he's out there fucking winning like every every war. Whether he won a Grammy, he won a Oscar. Freaking Ray Charles, he was like uh, he's oh, gonna be he's gonna be uh, he's playing Mike Tyson. In oh, is he? Movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and then I, I um <laughs> I'm flipping through Prime and Django's on. So mm-hmm. Melanie hadn't seen Django. I'm like, you gotta watch this fucking great movie. You know, it's all about slavery and stuff like that. But I love Schultz, the uh, the oh, the, the dude g- who's in all the uh, Tarantino movies. Yeah, he's like the bad guy. Oh, he's great. And then you know, Jamie Foxx, he takes her under his wing to like you know, it's a fucking great story. Show, yeah. but shows you like how brutal and shitty the the South was, the old South and slavery and stuff. But yeah, oh, he's a great actor though. Oh yeah, and he started as Shanae. Started as Shanae. I'm gonna rock God. your world. I'm gonna rock your world. It's one of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey talking See, out his it's, ass. It's not where you start; it's where you end up. <sighs> exactly. And right? these comedians make a shit ton of money. And look at us—we're still in pre-greatness. We've been in the pre-greatness era for a little bit too long now. I know. I'm seeing Chris Rock selling fucking iPhones, and I'm like, "What did I do wrong?" Yeah. Maybe we could talk 38 minutes about the decarboxylate. <laughs> <and laughs> Maybe I'm out I don't putting know. weed into our turkey dinners. Hey, that fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to make in, I think they said, uh, $2 billion when I give them a, a thousand. This time next year, I'll be decarboxing whatever the fuck I want. That's right. And Nigerian Prince is going to take care of me. <laughs> Thank Come you, Nigerian on. Prince, for being the first major sponsor to the podcast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he's, he's our first major sponsor. So, Brian, I sent him $2,000 when he's going to sponsor us back to the $2 billion that he's getting from that, you know, the Gold Coast right now. That's a great investment right there. It's solid. I'm excited. Did he give us any sort of time frame when that's going to come in? Well, he said he wanted me to get you involved. And if you oh. want to send him money too, what? he could make it $4 trillion. If I, what if I send him 5000 Would that make it go faster, perhaps? It would. And you can make more money. It like exponentially oh. increases. Oh. It ipsos then the factos. I like that. I, th- I think we're talking about fourteen billion trillion dollars. Somehow I'm gonna have to make that work. It's gonna be a carboxillion <laughs> dollars. Carboxillion. Carboxillion. 
Well, enough nonsense and shenanigans. That was a combination of the apres today, the gondola, because now we're in the under the ropes. That was that was out there. It was a lot. Let's go to ski news. We're recording this on Monday the 19th. Big news hitting today. Mm, We've been talking about the Indy Pass for a month now. We we had uh, Doug Fish on a few weeks ago. Big announcement. Jay Peak added to the Indy Pass. Boom. That, that is, is huge. That is a big get. I know Jay Peak's been one of those resorts that it's been talked about for years. Who's going to buy it? Vale, Altera, us, nobody. And nobody is winning so far. So nobody's bought Jay Peak. They still have a bunch of little funky uh, legal issues lingering on in the background. But they just announced that they are going to be on the. Uh, who cares about the legal issues? Legal schmiegel, right? The They're still skiing. Why don't they just pay a Nigerian prince 2000 bucks so they can make a little bit more money, right? Oh, uh, your honor, all the money is tied up with the Nigerian prince. Can you send them the $1,000 to release my $2 trillion that I have in Seriously, gold? That's all we got to do. Super simple, right? Also, I think it's good to announce now, too, the Indie Pass. If you go to the site, you can enter the... Sign up for the Ski West uh, Dream Road Trip from Indy Pass Atomic Access Vehicle Outfitters in Ro- Rome America. Rome America. Yeah, Doug mentioned that during the podcast, and it sounds like a pretty awesome trip. If you can, uh, I just entered. Win. I just entered. Yeah, you do I every entered. day. <laughs> oh, it's one of those daily ones. I think it is. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. I'm going to see. It's a lot of effort. The daily entry? But it is worth it. It's pretty dope. Man. Round trip air to Portland or OR, Oregon. Uh, Seven-day luxury van rental. Two pair of atomic uh, vantage skis with bindings. And $1,000 in spending kazash. Weed, legal in Oregon, just so you know. Mm. You got skis and you got weed and you got a van. <laughs> you just like, dude, I don't have any gas money. I spent all the money on weed. <laughs> We're just smoking all day, man. We got we got a week of this. Ahead I just of us. I just took all the edibles I bought for a thousand dollars. We're gonna see what the hell happened. <laughs> and we're on day one. I don't know what to I'm do. I'm a man of science. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? They're like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like, I know I shouldn't, but I did it. But I did it. And Indy now pass. it's done. Woo. Woo. Yeah. So that's, uh, oh, it's good to hear. Cause, uh, I really want to ski Jake. I've been talking about JP this, this year. Well, this leading up year. to this year. And this is a great year to do it. Then you got the Indy pass. You got Bolton Valley right down the road from there. Yeah. Well, well I, I figure to- I fly into beautiful Burlington, hang out for a little bit there, hit some breweries and, uh, then start zipping to places that that might have to be the, uh, the route. If life returns to normal enough to do that, which it'll be normal enough for me, for me to climb up somewhere and ski something. Let's put it that go. way. I Keep like that clothes. attitude. I like that attitude. That's right. And other attitudes that I like, how about people getting out there and getting some turns in on the East coast this past weekend, first significant snowfall hits the East and turns were made. Yeah. But they scrape, they look like scrapey. Like leaf ridden turns. Listen, after the friggin' <laughs> dickhead end of the season that we had back in March, 
Yeah. People are just craving Jones and salivating to get back onto snow. So it was nice yeah. to see that, that there was enough. I mean, it was a couple inches. It wasn't anything too crazy, but enough to, to get a little snow out there and enough to get down the mountain in a couple spots. I this love that article, they have a picture. They have a picture on the article of, uh, I guess, ski the East posted on Sunday. They have somebody that was skiing down a run. And of course there's leaves on it and they just like full double ejection and they're getting up and it's like, Hey, they were still skiing. That's true. They're always getting out there. The, uh, this is this particular article that we're looking at is from Snowbrains, and there's some really beautiful photos they're showing on here. I love the one they have of Stowe. I don't know if you looked at that one. It just shows the snow line where it, it looks almost like two pictures put together yeah. because you see the line where it's the snow line. Everything is the trails are white and everything is dark green. Everything below that is just orange. It's all the full foliage. And it's, yeah. it's such a cool picture. It is cool because it looks like it's doctored, but it's not right. Yeah. Again, it looks like two pictures put together. That's why people, this is why you go up into the, into the mountains and you look at the, uh, the leaves change, you know, it sounds stupid, but you do it once and you're like, Hey, it's pretty beautiful. You know, it's very majestic. You know, it's one of the things, you know, as skiers and snowboarders, we all know there's a, such a draw to the mountains and such an appeal, such a, a way of, of keeping, making you feel tiny and insignificant, but also inspired and uh, excited about just the, the majesty of the power of the mountains versus the, small speck of humanity that we are and you know you're getting up there in the summer and fall time when you see these leaves changing is it's another amazing time and completely well, different then you realize feel. how many people also do it like when i was in north carolina i was right by the blue ridge when i was an app uh right by the blue ridge parkway and you got leaf you know they used to call them uh leaf peepers or tree peepers where they would go out to look at leaves and it was basically just traffic all along the blue ridge parkway and people were riding it just to look at leaves and it was pretty cool you know like a big party yeah there was a, a family guy episode about the leafers coming from new york to <laughs> the leafers, uh, leafers. <laughs> everybody has a different different term which is good it's funny yeah the leafers that's like down here we call them mass holes. I think everybody calls them mass holes. <laughs> they made a name for themselves. Let's put yeah, it that way. Nobody put that, that on them. They earned no, that. They definitely earned that one themselves. Yeah. Leaf peepers, leafers, leafers. <laughs> so very cool. Um want the next one? Yeah, so we have uh <laughs> a cool product that that Brian found um it's called Dragon Seats. And this and all then, comes from, you know, we talked about this over the last couple of months too, and figuring out how things are gonna be with corona. And you know, a lot of places are saying their lodge capacity is gonna be cut either 50%, 25%. What are they gonna do? And you know, I we talked about it, heat lamps are gonna be big. This is just another company with an innovative way of keeping people comfortable outside when it's cold and they're showing a lot of pictures of jackson hole the alpenhof which actually sounds like we didn't get to go there but uh it's it's a good idea so they're heated seats heated benches and they say it's it, i like the quote it's like sitting in a hot tub without getting wet <laughs> <laughs> and there are these 
I guess heated benches, like a nice, comfortable looking bench and you just sit on it. And I guess if you're, especially for our prey, it's like perfect because they even have the hangers behind it where you put your helmet, put all your crap, and then you just sit on there and hang out at our prey. It's super cool. Yeah. And it looks similar. They say to, you know, when you see football games, the guys sitting on the bench when they're, they're not playing and they're staying warm. Yeah. It's a similar. Similar kind of heated bench. That's pretty cool. And, and they're saying they're going to have a what? Uh, Stratton, Catamount, Akimo, Butternut, Boston Mills, Brandywine, and most recently Jackson Hall's Alpenhoff Lodge. Catamount on the Indy Pass. Indy Pass. Boom. There you go. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are pretty cool. And yeah, what I love about this is that. We talked about it off the air a little bit about, you know, capitalism versus socialism. And I'm not making this political at all because I don't want to deal with this and you people don't want to hear it. But you know what? If there wasn't capitalism, this product wouldn't exist. Neither would skiing. We would all just mm-hmm. kind of be stuck. We would be sitting inside waiting for our dear leader to tell us when we can go back outside. So nice. kudos to the dragon seats. And I'm glad this exists. This and heat lamps are going to be huge all over the different ski resorts in North America to keep oh, people yeah. people at the mountain, to get people food, drinks, whatever they need, and keep them from being inside and you know, hopefully not spreading the corona. So, Oh, yeah. They even have a comment from uh, ESPN saying that the Dragon Seats firm supplies them to 18 NFL teams and many college football programs. So it is just like watching football and seeing them getting warm on the bench. They also have cooling benches. I want nice. one of those for the summertime. Oh yeah. I need a globe. Like if I hit, if, if I was like a filthy rich millionaire, billionaire, I'd have like a globe follow me, like a, like a two mile radius globe that would just cool things down wherever I went. It's not a bad idea. I don't know how the science would work, but I'd pay like people to make science happen. I like it's it. Make it cool. It'd be like when the White Walker comes in, the king, and everything yeah. gets a little colder. Like that's what I want. Oh, oh Mario must be coming around. It's getting cold <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> the birds are flying away. I know. Now all the animals leave. That's it. I'll only be here for a little while. You guys can hang out. <laughs> so we have another update on from Noah regarding the latest winter weather outlook for the U.S. And what I learned today because. I finally learned how to read just this morning that nice. Noah actually updates these every month, these little three month outlooks that they have. And they're saying that Noah's winter forecast for the U S favors warmer, drier conditions across the Southern tier of the U S and cooler, wetter conditions in the North. Thanks in part to an ongoing La Nina forecasters at Noah's climate prediction center division of the national weather service are also closely monitoring persistent drought during the winter months ahead with more than 45% of the continental U S now experiencing drought. Wow. The largest states of drought extend over the Western half of the U S with parts of the Northeast also experiencing drought and near record low stream flows. La Nina climate pattern is in place. Southern parts of the U.S. may experience expanded and intensifying drought during the winter months ahead. 
with La Nina well-established and expected to persist through the upcoming 2020 winter season, we anticipate the typical cooler, wetter north and warmer, drier south as the most likely outcome of the winter weather that the U.S. will experience this year. Hmm. Not sounds so good. Below, below normal temperature are favored in southern Alaska and from northern Pacific Northwest in the northern plains with equal chances for below, near, or above average temperatures in the remaining regions. And I think we talked about this last time in the predictions. They're saying like Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, and northern Colorado are probably going to have the best season based on everything they're looking at right now. Even Michigan should be significantly good. But yeah. the northeast might be a little not so great. And areas like New Mexico, Arizona, southern Colorado, not looking so great. But again, updating these every month. That's where we're at right oh, now. Really. We'll see. Yeah. Things can change. Polar vortexes happen. That's what else right. happens? And as the hurricanes, perhaps water there's gonna flow. Be something, there's gonna be like, like a white walker windfall or something that's gonna come through. They're gonna make some shit up. Crazier things have happened. But the one thing that annoys me about the NOAA maps, like I love these NOAA maps, but you know what? It's just a, a peeve of mine. What pisses me off is if you zoom in, it's all like on a dot matrix printer. <laughs> Like you haven't upgraded the technology to have a better map that's not drawn with like the little printer going. Bzz, bzz, bzz. It's true. It just seems I silly. Really, uh, Realize that, yeah. And the font and the words that the font is yeah, all. Yeah, it's very. It's like very war games. Dot matrixy. Yeah. Very war games like. See, when you want government running things, this is what you get. This is what you get, and this is what you deserve. Yep. <laughs> if this was privatized, you'd have like fucking interactive maps going on. Like, if you could actually put your face into your computer and be in that part of the map, like you could be in Idaho right now. But no, this is oh, the best. I saw the new Oculus uh, ad. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you could like it does like virtual reality kind of shit. So you do oh, that. Boy. You'd be able to do that. Okay. See? Right in there. Not from the government website. Right in there. Dot Matrix. Yeah. Dot Matrix versus Oculus. <laughs> exactly. That'd be good. All right. So next up we have Colorado came out. The Department of Public Health and Environment came out with their guidance for Colorado ski areas and resorts for COVID-19. Um and they're saying, in general, uh, they're recommending that all visitors check websites before you come in, while you're planning, all that stuff. Um, expect in-person. Looks like we lost Mario. That's not good. I'll be back. Uh-oh. Mario's computer just shut down. That's not good for business. <laughs> These things happen. You know, we're in, we're, we're doing the best we can. It's all we can do. So I guess we'll just wait for him to come back. 
So I'm just going to hang out here. I'm going to look at this article that he was talking about. Guidance for Colorado ski areas and resorts. Yesterday, the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment issued 12 pages of COVID-19 guidance for Colorado's ski areas and resorts. This is on braveskimom.com. There's a link on there. Guidance covers everything from chairlift and gondola lines to employee housing. Recognizing that the caseload and incidence of the novel coronavirus is different from county to county. Oh, look, Mario's back. Back. What happened? The other thing you got to expect from coronavirus is occasional uh, crashes of your computer because that happens too. Mm. You don't plug them in and it doesn't give you, usually gives you a warning. I got no warning. Just no warning. You're down. Terrible. They want to shut you down. Just trying to shut me down. They can't do it though. I just plug it in. Boom. I'm back in. You're back in the game. (laughs) So I was just kind of yammering to myself, pretty much reiterating exactly what you said. So there's a 12 page COVID-19 guidance for all Colorado ski areas and resorts. And then it talks about the rundown of what they're saying. The thing that I'm, I just can't wrap my head around and I understand why they say it, but they're saying once you get to the state, you have not, I don't know if Colorado is saying this. I saw this for Vermont. They're saying if you're from a a higher risk state, which is like just about every other state, you have to quarantine for 14 days after you get there. So basically it's like, well, you might as well just take two months of vacation because you got to quarantine when you get there. And then you can actually start enjoying yourself in the state. Like, it's just, how are they going to fucking enforce this? Well, exactly. Let me tell you how it works. I'm in Florida. All the fucking tourists are coming down here because every place is closed. So all the plates you see, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Ohio, like all all around, they're like, hey, you know what? There's no lines at Disney right now. I'm fucking taking the kids to Disney. I'm going to go hang out at the beach for like two weeks. They come down and they just hang out. They're not quarantining shit. They're just like out in the general population. So it's funny, while they they label Florida a high-risk state, it's because all these assholes are coming down with corona and spreading it around. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be sick up there. It's it's sunny. I'm going to go sit on the beach and be sick. Great. Thanks. (laughs) So we're going to just do it back to them. We're going to go up, and we're going to be like, fuck you, we're skiing. I don't care. Stay (laughs) away from me. How about that? (sighs) That's It's almost becoming a game of who wants to infect who at this point, right? That's right. So this is weird. The ch- uh, chairlifts and gondolas saying guests are not required to ride on lifts with people outside of their immediate party. Guests what? from unrelated groups or single guests can ride together with a minimum of one seat separating them. Gondolas will keep windows open in all weather. Gondolas are limited to no more than two separate parties and not more than 50% capacity. What is this going to do to lift lines on the weekends. So a gondola, they're saying lifts are you only your party, but they're, but gondolas, you're going to be able to have two separate parties. I'm like, that just doesn't sound great either. Like, it's just weird. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's trying to put something solid around something that's very amorphous at this point. Yeah. So they came out with what, 12 pages and all 12 pages will have to be updated every time they make a little change, which is just strange. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing that's that's potentially unfortunate is if they put these things in place and what if you start getting people sick that week of Christmas, 
you know, what's that going to do to all these resorts? Nobody wants to be the the next Ishkill. <sighs> right. Being sued by a bunch of Slovenians. Ah, uh, poor Ishkill. Poor Ishkill. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, everything else they're talking about, you know, hotel and lodging is going to have to manage volume. They're going to, you know, they want to limit congregating and, you know, practice social distancing. Face-to-face interactions should be limited. So nobody's hooking up and you might as well just stay in yurts. How about that? Dude, if you're single now, it's got to really suck. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you doing for like dating? Like... Nobody's doing, I, I guess they're still doing the dating apps, but what do you do? You're going to meet somebody and be like, yeah, I can't really see your face because you got the mask on. And like, it's just weird. In a way, it's almost making the smile more of a, more of an erogenous zone because you're just not used to seeing people's faces and mouths and tongues and smiles well, that when well, you, you got do, face panties on now, so you got face panties on. So you lower those face panties and you're like, <laughs> wow. Look yeah, at your nice amazing. teeth. Look at the the lips. Like, yep. But what if what if they got bad teeth? What if they got? Oh, this is the time to strike. You go hook a, hook a person in if you got really nice eyes and like snaggle teeth. You mm. you know you're wanting dining ladies. Be like, no, no, I got to keep my mask on. I don't want to get corona. Well, like, I think there's got to be a lot of like video chat dating at this point, right? Like people just doing like quick FaceTimes or. So do you not kiss and just do protected sex? Like, is that what, what everybody's doing now? Maybe hand jobs. Are they popular now? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I did Huge this girl. resurgence in the hand jobs ever since Corona. <laughs> we got to the third date and that's the hand job now. Just like pulls the rubber glove on. <laughs> we can do a bunch of stuff now, but it's all protected. Yeah. You both have like gloves on Almost and stuff. Like, uh, just, it just seems <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Horrible. So yeah, I was out on a date. We got a little wind up and the gloves came out and that was it. You know, everyone's got a five minute like COVID test. They're like, we can't hook up until the COVID test results come back. Yeah. Let me check your temperature. All right. We can, we can hang out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Logistically, it's got to suck. Yeah. I'll see air hand dryers are likely to be disabled. Not good for the Dyson, uh, Dyson stock market or stock price now yeah i'm gonna have the dyson hand dryers gotta go back to paper like the like a man go back to paper like a goddamn man destroy the environment that's right well no according according to the tv commercials they're running now we should be proud and happy to use packaging made out of paper so why not paper towels burn it fine too it's paper it's recyclable there you go it's recyclable why not yeah. Just like all those millions of Amazon boxes that I have at my house every day. Oof, right. I put them in the recycle bin and I'm like, it's such a shame because it's a good box. They could have just reused this. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. There is so much I don't know about these days, but you know, we don't really have a main topic. We just didn't feel like putting one together this week. There was so much information that we're still processing and, you know, it, right now it's that time where we're all getting super excited for the season because, you know, snow is starting to fall. Temperatures are dropping. But this goddamn coronavirus is just, it's just this black cloud hovering over everything because we don't know what's next. We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going to change. You know, there's shit's closing you, down again now. Like, 
what's going to happen. You can put all these protocols in place now, but it's still so early where, you know, where are we in a month from now? Where are we two months from now? That's, that's, what's going to matter. And, and I just don't know, like I'm trying to get excited for the season and I am, but it definitely does not feel like last year, the year before the year before that. It's a little tougher this year. It's a lot tougher. I mean, I'm trying to plan trips and for planning trips, it's like, all right, am I going to book something and like have to wait till the week before I go to try to get my bunny back and all this stuff. It's just, it's a logistical nightmare. So I could see like, if you're near a local ski area, plan on skiing that if you, if you can, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that the Colorado checklist had on there is that they do say that they're encouraging generous and flexible cancellation policies for the hotels. Yeah. Which I mean, you pretty much have to at this point, but there are a lot of hotels I've seen at St. Pete beach. I went two weeks ago and very touristy area. There's a lot of hotels that went into full on gut and, and construct like revamp the whole hotel. Cause they're like, we're not getting any business right now. They're really hurting. So they're like, look, we got this money that we were going to spend on construction. So let's, let's renovate everything now. So then after coronavirus, it'll be a brand new hotel. It was pretty interesting. That's you know? that's an interesting strategy. You're almost throwing away the next year, but knowing that the year after and beyond, you, you're going to make that up, right? Right. Because you're going to take a loss for Corona anyway. So why not do all your renovations? And then hopefully by the time you're done, open back up. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. This is... I, I just, I, I don't know how this is all going to play out this year. I wish I had some sort of crystal ball and could tell, but. It I have seems... one big trip planned and I think that's the only big trip I'm going to plan because I don't know what's going on and everything else is going to be just fly up somewhere and just ski something around. Like, I don't know. It's going to kind of go, go day by day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to be more excited for the season, but I am just, I, I just don't know if what's going to happen at that week of Christmas, but could that, could it all just burn everything down from the start? If there's an outbreak somewhere, which yeah. I mean, let's be honest, the way things are trending right now, it could very easily happen. Well, and after November, we'll find out like after the election, we'll find out the real story on Corona. Cause right now it's just being, it's reported differently. politicized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just have to take it, take it day by day and just see, I'm sure it's going to change dramatically. I know I intend to ski almost exclusively midweek. Nice. That means taking off a, taking off a lot of vacation in the beginning of the year. I'll just do that. Just do I, I just don't want to dick around waiting in lift lines, dealing with I mean, some places are saying they're going to limit capacity parking lots and ticket sales. Could you imagine going on a trip, driving, I don't know, four or five hours, get there and you can't get to ski that day? Or if yeah. you do, you get three or four runs because the lift lines are so long. Like, yeah. That's a very good possibility. And, you yeah. know, to some people, yeah. that could deter them. So in a way, yeah. it could be people maybe were going there early and as things play out maybe people will you know kind of give up on the season 
Yeah. Or, or again, there could be a massive shutdown. You know, there could be an outbreak somewhere and they, a lot of the resorts have to shut down because of that. There's so many variables. And again, we don't know what, <laughs> sadly, like you said, the election could be a big motivator in how things play out too with this. Yeah. So we're kind of, we're kind of in a massive holding pattern at this point. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things they mentioned about the, um, you know, reservations and, and do your own research. So nobody's going to just, you know, hand you something or pat you on the back and say, Hey, this is how it works. Like do make that effort to do a little research before you go somewhere, uh, just to make sure you know how to get your ticket reservations for, for lifts, if that's what you got to do, or, you know, that it, logistics are going to be a big part of the next ski season. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Big time. And, you know, kind of keeping updated almost hour to hour, just in case anything does change. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of extra work required for people. You know, we're going to get through this. Just this, this could be a year. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. I want to stay positive. I want to get excited. We'll find a way to get through it. But uh, I heard somebody talking on the radio the other day and they were like, some person from, you know, some medical professional and they're like, you know, this is COVID-19 because it was discovered in 2019. But they're like, you know, it's not too far-fetched of an idea to have to prepare for a COVID, COVID-22 or COVID-25. Like, you know, mm. could be something as regular as the flu. I mean, it's going to be where some of these precautions probably stay in place for a long time, you know? Yeah, that's very possible. We may, we may be a masked society, mm. you know? So I wonder if you're in under like, what is it? Sharia law, you got to cover your face. I wonder if that helps. Is it worse? Like, are they, were they already like protecting themselves a little bit with the covering of the face or I don't know. It's mm, a good question. Kind of interested to, to like culturally, would that be an advantage right now? cover up and go out. Why not? That's I'm covering up anyway. Well, I'm sure too in Saudi Arabia, if you have a woman with COVID, they probably just set her on fire anyway, because yeah. of the, you know how, uh, how evolved their, uh, their culture and their society is. Yeah. Well, sun's pretty strong. I'm sure you go out in the sun and it kills all the germs. Isn't that what they say? Like UV light kills the yeah. virus. Well, that's why here, like you just go outside. I mean, it's real sunny out. You, you see people outside wearing masks. Like, why are you wearing it outside when you're like walking alone? Oh, it was like 95, like two weeks ago and sunny out and people were wearing masks, like bike riding. I'm like, why? <laughs> you're just dying right now. It was super yeah. humid too. Now it's cool. Are you getting the flu from people when you walk by them as well? Like, like when you're, bike, you're biking past somebody, are you getting the flu that way? It's the same yeah. sort of way of contracting it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're in close quarters, obviously you want to wear it, but uh, people are just wearing it, exercising outside. It's, it's nuts. It's not it right. seems a little ridiculous, but Hey, you know what? If you want to wear it outside, you feel comfortable. Go right ahead. I don't really care. Yeah. As long I'm going to laugh me down to put on. I'm going to laugh at you, but That's right. if you want to wear it, God bless you. Punishment fits the crime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't goddamn know. And that's what I hate. I don't goddamn know. I want to just be able to go, I'm buying this pass. I'm going to book these weeks and I'm going to ski. But now it's, I just don't know. I do know that the Indy Pass now has Jay Peak. So that's a huge motivator. That's that, exciting. Yeah, that's a big one. We're going to have to find a way to to get up there. Hopefully we can actually ski together. Wouldn't it be yeah. so funny if we gave each other the coronavirus? Like, yeah. You gave Went me the weird for like two days one. and then 
Correct. I gave you the shitty Jersey one. We got it. We went to Hill Farmstead and spread it there. Oh, can you imagine we got a Hill Farmstead? See the big pot. The big positive though, for Jay peak being on here is that because of the Corona, no ride in the tram. It's actually a benefit for everybody except fucking tram sucks. So if I get Corona while skiing, do you just quarantine up there and be like, you ride it out fever, just going down the, the ski run. Just in the, you gotta stay in the hot tub. Well, if you have a fever, you could put like you just go without a coat that day, right? It'll cool you down. Cool you right down. Shock the system. Good to go. You'd be shivering like a motherfucker, but you'd be like <laughs> you'd be like, this is all right. Cool down. You got to break that fever somehow, right? That's right. Just lay in the snow. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Curious what ails you. Yeah. So if you guys have any tips or you know you have any thoughts on how you're going to be handling your season, let us know. Let's let's help. Help each other figure this out and have the best season that we can have. So hit us up, ski bum podcast gmail.com. Under the ropes. Time to go under the ropes. One final story. And this one I saw this morning, and I had no idea a car could go this fast. <laughs> did you did you read this at all? Yeah. Like 331 miles an hour. Really? 331 miles an hour. It's the... SSC Twatara breaks production car record speed 331 miles an hour. The Twatara was able to set a two-way average speed of 316 miles an hour on a closed road in Nevada, taking the Bugatti Chiron Super Sport 300's crown. (laughs) <laughs> by nearly 12 miles. Dude, it crushed it. It like wasn't even close. So this vehicle made by this company, SSC, they have a uh, 1,750 horsepower car called the Twitara, which wow. broke the f- uh, fastest top speed at 331 miles an hour and the fastest two-way average of 316 miles an hour, breaking the Bugatti's one by nearly 12 miles an hour. And the craziest thing about it is that they're interviewing the driver and he was saying there was definitely more in there. Wow. Oliver, Oliver Webb said in a statement, he was the driver and with better conditions, I know we could have gone faster as I approached 331 miles per hour. The Twitara climbed almost 20 miles an hour within the last five seconds. It was still pulling well. And he told the CEO, the car wasn't running out of steam. The crosswinds were all that prevented us from realizing the car's limit. Man. Could you imagine? Like, I know we've all been on a highway when you get those crosswinds. And sometimes it does. Like, you're going like 60 miles an hour and you're in like an oh, SUV. and you blowing you around. And you feel that wind kind of blowing underneath you. Could you imagine being at 330 miles an hour? What that must like, you must be just like redlining your adrenaline, just grabbing that wheel as tight as hell. And then all of a sudden you feel that wind coming. That must be, that must be fucking terrifying. That's gotta be terrifying. Like I'm going to just flip this, roll this thing by no fault of my own. That car will be disintegrated if it crashes at that speed. Oh, it would just fly, right? It would just, it would shatter and explode on contact at that speed. You know, somebody's like, screw it. Let them go faster. Take our chance. But you know what? I love that this company did this. You know, that's, that's what 
innovation is all about. Let's let's get doing bigger, stronger, faster every time. Oh and, yeah. But he crushed the Bugatti. And the Bugatti is like a what a million and a half dollar car? Oh, they're all like super expensive. I mean, I have no idea what this Agera, car costs. The, uh, the Koenigsegg Agera. That's another one that's like super expensive. Yeah, I doubt this thing is a bargain either. I don't even know what the they hell it costs. Say, right? yeah, I don't think it even says. I think they're only building like a hundred of them. Um, this is like, the, it's weird. The article, this article we're reading is from Road and Track and they have a link to another SSC page but this shows it says it's six hundred thousand dollars. That's in two thousand seven. So obviously that's hmm. an older, slower, shittier version of a car. Yeah, I mean, for example, the Agera, the Koenigsegg Agera sold the original list price was two point five million each. God damn. And they sold out in ten months. But they only made twenty five. So it took that long, huh? Yeah. Well, I was watching uh, on Netflix, if you're into the, the car stuff, there's that Apex. Have you ever seen that movie? It's called Apex. Apex. And it's about, so. they follow Koenigsegg, the, the guy that started that. But the whole thing is, they're following Koenigsegg when they built the one-to-one. One mm-hmm. And they're just talking about these uh, hypercars now, because they're like... There are these cars that, you know, all the, there's so much wealth in the world now that, like, people want to have these you know, crazy cars and, like... They, they go to these car shows and they sell out, they pre-sell before they even produce them. A lot of times they bring the prototype there. They tell them how many they're going to make. And then they just start taking orders. And it's like, people are giving out like, you know, here's, um, you know, $500,000 deposit on a car, like at the, you know, right. Let me write your check at the show. And then you can start building my car, put me on the list. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's so funny how, Back in the day, a supercar was enough, and now you have these hypercars. Hypercar, yeah. And the crazy, like you mentioned, there's so much wealth now that's been created due to, you know, printing more money and inflation, that you have all these uh, these these people, and a lot of the people who buy these supercars or hypercars, they have more than one. It's not like you're saving all of your money up and you're buying this one stupid car you already have the bugatti you have the mclaren p1 you have the the porsche 917 that's the craziest thing about it is like it's a certain group of people having like all of them oh yeah well they were interviewing uh, i think it was the koenig's a guy and he was saying he's like you don't understand oh it wasn't him there was um a guy that was a broker and he was buying cars for other people so like he would have like some rich person, you know, on the phone that he can call, Oh, do you want me to buy one of these for you? I'll put the deposit down or whatever. And, uh, he was saying, is like, you don't understand. These are the people that have the yacht and the helicopter and all these exotic things. And like, I want one of these cars and some of the car makers, they like that because they're like, okay, it's going to get displayed as like this, you know, amazing thing. If you've never gotten into a car, they're actually reluctant to start to sell you one of their cars because they're like, wait a minute, I want it to be looked at really nice, not some douchebag driving a car, you know? Yeah, well, it's like, that's like the when they have those special edition Ferraris, a lot of times it's only people who have existing Ferraris who even can get in to the order because yeah. you know, you're, you're like a preferred customer at that point. Because you, you really realize you're representing their vehicle. So it's kind of, you got to be a good driver. You got to not wrap it up maybe. You got to... You know, driving into a lake. Yeah. Looking <laughs> at you, Eddie Griffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't he crash like a, uh, it was like a, 
Oh yeah, he did. Was it a LaFerrari or the Enzo? It was one of the ones that was like the most expensive one at the time. He crashed it at some race or something. Like all I want, like I'm, I, I love playing the Ferrari Enzo. He crashed. I love playing the, what would I do? Like what's my dream garage game? That's like one of my favorite games to play. And it's, it evolves. And lately I think I'm kind of locking into what I really want. So I want a Tesla SUV. My only gripe with the current Tesla X is because of those stupid Falcon doors. You can't put a roof box on top. Mm. You just got to hold out for the uh, Cybertruck. I need, I like the Cybertruck. I got to tell you, we'll see when it actually comes out though. I'm on the reservation list for Cybertruck. Are you? (laughs) Yes. And actually tomorrow, this is, Monday, tomorrow at 8 p.m., the Hummer is going to be presented. The Hummer... Oh, the electric Hummer, right? Electric Hummer is going to be presented, and they're going to start accepting pre-orders. Well, nice. accepting deposits, probably the same thing, like 100 bucks to put down. Um, yeah. But they don't even know the list price of it. Right. They actually have I- a counter. Like, you can't see anything about it. They've been good with keeping it under wraps. And even the car things, like I was looking today... All the big, you know, car magazines and car sites, they don't even have full information on it. They're like, it's all going to be revealed tomorrow. So I'm like, they did a good job with it. Yeah. Well, that's, I already put my deposit down for a Bronco next year. Oh yeah. I need a new car. My car is like 15 years old and yeah, it smells a lot like gas every time I drive it, which can't be a good thing. And <laughs> I have an exhaust leak. I have an exhaust leak. And I got to get inspected this year and blah, blah, blah. But I have my, so I, I like the Bronco because I wanted a Brangler, but I like the Bronco better. I live by the beach. I need a car where I can take the roof and the doors off. That's yeah. another big selling factor in the Bronco, but also I can take it and go drive in the snow because it's a, it's a truck. And I really, I really want a Mustang GT350, the one that they've stopped making this year, because I wonder how much longer they're going to sell rear-wheel drive manual V8 cars, considering the way everything is going to electric, everything is becoming so automatic. Yeah. That's why I love this Mustang so much. And I want to go to a Ford dealership and be like, can you cut me a deal for both of these cars? What can you do for me? There you go. I'm having a tough time going, Hey babe, I need a car, but I'm going to buy two and it's going to be like 115,000 for both. Yeah. Kind of a tough pill. Tough sell. It's a tough sell right now, but yeah. if we do get more podcast sponsors and patrons and PayPal contributors, perhaps I could make that happen. Don't you want to make a little spoiled fat rich kid or yeah. black kid get rich, make somebody happy. See? If you could just contribute about a thousand bucks a month, I could buy those cars. Oh, that would be nice. Wouldn't yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'll, I'll even think about you every time I turn that car on. So, you know, Steve on podcast at gmail.com if you're interested in sponsoring me. Yeah. If you contribute enough, we'll put a picture of you on the little start <laughs> button. And then every time we push it, we'll be like, we'll think of you. We'll post like an Instagram picture with like your handle and like a thumbs up, like, yeah, I help. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely want a, a Porsche too. Cause I like, I, I like the uh, obviously the GT threes. I want the race car one, and I love having a manual. I I I cannot. I I've always had a manual car since I've driven, and I want to make sure I have at least one in my garage at yeah. all times until my legs just have to get sawed off for whatever <laughs> stupid thing I do, skiing or hockey or whatever. So I gotta I have a manual, like a nice little Alfa Romeo manual. 
Yeah. Zip around in that little fucker. Just zip. Little spider. Well, what I would really want, and this I saw there was a uh, something this week. Uh, again, the original Shelby Cobras. Those are super awesome. There's one going to auction. They said it's going to be at least seven figures. Nice. Because um, I mean, those are, but the cool thing is the replicas they have now. I mean, they've been making them for decades. Some of those replicas are super sweet too. You can get those yeah. for like 50, 60,000 to start. And then, you know, it depends what you want for, right? If you get a classic car, like people that are into classic cars that I've known, they love them, but they don't drive them that much because they're like, well, you know, if something breaks, pain in the ass and they drive mm-hmm. it a little and they enjoy it. But if you really want to go out and drive, like you you don't want a classic car because you're not going to drive it that much. That's know? just cool about like the resto mod ones where you have, it looks like the old classic cars, but it has the upgraded brakes, the upgraded suspension, upgraded steering. So yeah. you feel like you're driving a modern car, but you still have that old classic look. And that's what those Cobra replicas are really good about. So, you know, I'm cool with that. I don't need the authentic thing. My father-in-law, he's got a, is it a 73 or 74 Jaguar? Jaguar. Jaguar. I guess it's the E-Type. It's a, um, it's, you know, the long hood. Yeah. V12. It's got a four speed manual and I've driven it a bunch of times. And last summer I drove it when we were in Norway and dude, like he, it's, it's got no, it's a convertible. So there's, you know, obviously there's no top. I mean, there's a top for it, but it's like ghetto. It makes the car look totally stupid, but you drive that car around. You feel like, you feel like James Bond. Like it's, <laughs> it's such a dope car. People are looking at you like, who the hell is this guy? Dude, you get so many looks and waves and thumbs up because it's not, it's, it's, it's especially over there in, in Norway. I mean, it's such a rare oh, yeah. thing to have a car like that. It's super cool. And it sounds like an airplane. Like that engine is just a, it's probably like not even 200 horsepower, but you know, the fact that it, it looks the way it does, the way it sounds like it's, it's so nice. cool. Yeah. Very cool. And a snowcat. I want to have, like, I want to be that guy that has the snowcat. Snow That's all you need. You'd be working remote the rest of your life just to get a snowcat. Those classic tuckers, man. Like, those are so freaking cool. I wonder if you, you could probably put regular tires on a snowcat to drive on the street, right? Uh, no. Doubtful. Now, the ultimate baller move. This is, this is what I would do. If I somehow just got filthy, disgusting rich, I would buy a brand new Porsche 911 Turbo. The all-wheel drive one. And have cat tracks, custom made cat tracks, put on there. So you're right driving on. around your your 911 with your uh, your cat tracks, yeah. just cruising around. That's you, a that's a baller ass move right there. You can go for like a Lamborghini. They they're all wheel drive, right? They're all wheel drive. Yeah. Chuck those treads on there, like the scooted up Lamborghini. Lamborghini could work. That would work. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's somebody, I mean, I'm in Florida. So there's some people that are, they're in construction, they hunt, they do all stuff and they have these big ass fucking trucks. So one dude has, uh, he's one of the hockey dads and he has like, I think it's a Ford. It's b- bigger than a 250. It's gigantic. I think it's like a 350 and it's got like the, the double wheels in the back. Dually. Yeah. Oh, it's freaking like you, and he uses it for work, but it's like a beautiful truck and you need like it's like you need a stepladder to get in. Like you really need help getting into that thing. It's gigantic. Yeah. But I'm like, if you get in an accident, that's the fucker you want to be in. Cause it sends a message. It sends a message. <laughs> hey, you get pissed off at your neighbor. You're riding off the, over the lawn, maybe over their car. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Fuck you and your Prius. <laughs> 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 right right over him. <laughs> <laughs> 
just park on this fucking Prius. Yeah, yeah it's it's one of those cars. Yeah, yeah see, at this level, if I had, if I could get a car, somebody said we're giving you one of these cars, I'd be so afraid something would happen to it. I'm like too afraid. Yeah. Now, if I had that fuck you money, I'd be like, I don't care what happens to it. I got five of them. You know, Eddie Griffin style. Eddie Griffin style. <laughs> Bought my mom a house. Spent the rest on PCP. CP. <laughs> goddamn Eddie Griffin. <laughs> Boy, you're the goddamn devil. <laughs> we, I gotta have a... I, gotta, I think I have to do a Chappelle binge one of these days. Dude, this morning I was eating ribs. <laughs> yes, this Not, morning I was thanks, eating ribs. ribs. And I was just like, thanks, ribs. <laughs> I, I took a nap after. <laughs> I, I love how he goes to bed and he's got like the sauce all over the pillow and sitting. And he's just sitting there. Thanks, ribs. He pulls the cotton out. He's like, mmm, hickory. It's <laughs> funny. The cotton just like all the pills. Like, oh, I wonder sorry. why they do that. But <laughs> thanks, ribs. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast this week. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, untapped at Podcast. We're also on your favorite podcasting apps, Amazon, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Please go there, rate us, and subscribe. If you want stickers, hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com or send us a nice friendly letter we'd love that too we love the letters we love the messages we appreciate you guys listening thank you so much we'll talk to you guys next week stay high stay polluting see ya